Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I am thrilled to be welcoming Kylie Paul, CEO and President of Natural Psy Reg. What I love about you, Kylie, is your passion. And I know you're always interested in fitness and nutrition, but you have this passion for success. And I think you role model your passion for success for your team and for others. I know you as another woman entrepreneur, and I'm always watching and listening. You know, what are you saying to your team? What are you interested in? What are you, what conferences are you at? And so I'm interested to have you here and talk about you as a leader, your team through the pandemic, what you're doing and inspire us to, uh, you know, raise the bar and be more successful. So first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I know that when you and I get together, I always try to uh, challenge and and push your your mindset and uh, get everyone kind of elevated to to think bigger in the, the next level. You are always you are always thinking bigger and always thinking about the next level. And I think you naturally do that for yourself. But somehow, I think Sometimes it's deliberately and sometimes it's so subtly that you are sharing what you're doing that others think, hey, how could I do that? How could I implement that? And I think that's the, the beautiful part of you that, that you share. So thank you for that. Thank you. I think um, you guys all notice that a lot more than me when you say I share it subtly. It honestly, because I am so focused and driven on my vision and, and how clear it is that I know the direction that I'm going and I know the next step. So sometimes it's hard for me to look backwards and see the progress I've made. And hearing that from your perspective is really kind of validating for me and affirming because it is subtle for me because I, not that I'm always um, just only built. focused on ahead. I, I try to focus in the present as much as possible, but I am very Um, intentional with everything that I do and, and knowing what is coming next. And then as entrepreneurs too, as, as leaders, we, we tend to think we should be further along than we are and and forget to celebrate sometimes the little things. So I'm also now trying to be a lot more intentional with celebrating 
my team more often as individuals and as the unit. And um, I mean, the company milestones in general. So that's, I, I think, really, really important. And then it's in those moments where I get to look at it and, and reflect and be like, oh, wow, we did a good job. <laughs> I did I a good job. <laughs> I manifested this. I, I set intentions. I, I was, this is what I expected us, where I expected us to be. I was just talking to a leader this week about kind of there's two, there's two um, modes that a leader can be in. So one is like on the dance floor. Like I imagine her to be, you know, at the concert on the dance floor, you know, bumping elbows, like all the things where you're like in the pit, cheering, celebrating, and you're like right there in the moment. Others refer to it as like in the weeds, right? But you're like in the moment happening, but equally a leader also has to come up on the balcony and look down and observe and look for patterns and see what's happening. And then also look up and, and wonder what, what is the next step? Where are our potentials? And I think you somehow balance that really well. How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm primarily in the observer role and I'm, you described it really, really well. Um, and that is often difficult to translate to in the weeds. So when I am in the weeds, I find it more challenging for me to execute um, work, but I think also it's very important for me to be in the weeds with my team and for them to feel my energy and to solidify our culture. And I do coaching with each individual team member every week. So I get a lot of energy from that also, but I'm intentional that it's one day a week or one or two days a week. Um, and the rest of the time, I, I love being in the observer role. The challenge with that is communicating my, what I see to the team in the weeds. Often I'm talking and I talk about our strategic plans and our three and 10 year visions, you know what I mean? That are out there that I can see very, very clearly and I can see the path to get there, but that's often difficult to translate to the team members that are on the ground in the weeds, as you say, executing every day um, operationally. Um, so this, uh, we just finished our sixth uh, fiscal year and started our seventh. Um, and during our corporate year end meeting, a lot of the uh, milestones that are in our three-year targets, we've already made a lot of progress towards. So I was extremely excited to um, like talk about it in a, in a more real way, like where my team members could now see what this crazy woman Kylie is thinking about and why she's made us do all these crazy things. And you know what I mean? So when you get to that point where your team can actually see, start seeing tangibly the, the far out vision, um, in progress, then that's really gratifying, but it is challenging to, um, express, and communicate the vision from the observer role to the remainder of the team that don't have the same viewpoint. <laughs> no, agreed. And so I would say, yeah, as a leader, if you have the vision, and so in your mind, you can see 10 years, five years, three years down the road, and all the things that need to unfold, you have to have the vision. And all the people that are on our teams they need to trust that you see that big path. And so help them connect to that's our big mission. That's where we're headed. And then help them connect to what is the work that they need to do. 
And, and that's, it's beautiful. And we can't have everyone being visionary and we can't have everyone just executing without thinking about where, what, what's our mission here. So I understand that, yeah, the team would need to think about what's my, what's my um, responsibility. What are my accountabilities in my role? And don't you think like, it's so beautiful that if you're able to say to them, look at these things that are happening that equal great progress towards our three year, that's going to build trust and confidence in your team. Like if anything, did it give them like momentum at their, Oh life? yeah. Like it definitely, you could see the light in their eyes. And I also involved them in all of the strategic planning. So we do quarterly strategic planning. Everyone's in the broom. I come with the framework prepared, you know what I mean? Um, and what I see, but everyone provides input and their input is equally as valuable to me to what our like three, three month targets should be, what our quarterly targets should be, because they're dealing with the issues now, you know what I mean? And they can see, oh, that, that issue we don't need to deal with right now, but this one is more pressing. And they often come to the table with things that I would never know, um, and are super, but I can help provide a solution very quickly in those brainstorming rooms because of my experience and the way that I think, right? So it's super valuable um, to see that. And yeah, when when they can see when we're going over the three-year targets and they're like, wait a minute, we've already, we're like, we already have been working on these. And they they see that, yeah, the trust is is definitely there and it's exciting in in those those moments. Good for you. Good for you. It's good to take them to to join them on the dance floor and bumping elbows and understand what's happening. And it's also good to like take them up on the balcony and say, I just want to show you the progress we've made or the patterns we're creating or yeah. yeah. So what and we should do. Moments, sorry, I just wanted to add one thing to that. In the moments of confusion, like when they don't understand a certain business decision that I've made, I try my best to um, link it to one of our quarterly targets. So if they're like, I don't understand why we're doing this right now and not this, or I want to do it this way. I said, we're doing it this way because it links to this target and this is how we're going to achieve that. And then that like reaffirms it for them and clicks it. Cause I mean, quarterly targets, of course they're, they know, and they know what ones they're contributing to, but I'm sure they don't memorize them or has the, have them as ingrained <laughs> in their brain every day thinking like I do. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is why we're doing this because this is our target and we're not going to, we're going to stay where we are and not elevate to where we want to be. If you continue to do, to do this. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. I think we have to provide the big vision, the inspiring big vision, the three-year vision, and also even just quarterly milestones. So over the next quarter, this is where we're headed. And sometimes that's all we can manage, right? There's a lot going on. And so you know, someone in their role on our team, that's all they can handle. So what do I need to do this quarter to achieve what? And so even bringing the vision down as small as that, it's kind of bite-sized, kind of manageable. But I was going to say, Kylie, can we pause? Can you tell us a little bit about what Natural Psy Reg is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Natural Psy Regulatory Consulting is a full service um, consulting firm. So we service natural health products. And, and cannabis. So, uh, which I consider to be a natural product, <laughs> um, general vitamins, sports supplements, natural cosmetics, pet supplements, um, natural cleaners and everything kind of under that big natural health product umbrella. And then, um, cannabis 
licensed producers, people that are interested in creating a product in that space or a micro cultivation or, or anything like that. Um, so we have created a turnkey ecosystem in both of those departments. So we have partners um, that we've curated that are aligned with our culture, are aligned with our values, that service our clients the same way that we do. Um, so that we can help anyone that has an idea essentially all the way to market. So if you come to us for the concept, even if it's a novel ingredient, we've done several um, large projects that have been a very like a new molecule or a new ingredient that we wanted to bring to market. Um, and we can help them with everything. So formulation, clinical studies, manufacturing, um, labeling, uh, getting that the distribution, all that stuff. We have global partners. We have a really close partner in the US. Um, we have partners in Australia and New Zealand and Asia and Europe. Um, so we have basically the globe covered uh, where when any of our clients are ready for a new jurisdiction. But our wheelhouse and what we do in-house is acting as the liaison between the brand and Health Canada to get their products approved on the market. So there's a pre-market authorization in Canada. Um, it's illegal to sell your product without the MPN license, whether that's online in Canada or in retail. So we make that process easy for brands that probably aren't regulatory experts like we are. <laughs> it's incredible, Kylie. Like, let's just pause and <laughs> let's just pause and, and replay that a minute. You do what? <laughs> we propel and support innovation in the Canadian market. It's our like core purpose. And I love the innovation side. That's the part that I get really excited about. And that's mainly the conferences that um, I attend in my team is we go to um, investor meetings um, and kind of pitch series where we get to see real-time market insights from the investors and the venture capital firms in the space, um, get their thoughts on what they're looking for in a new brand, and then see the new brands that are raising or new technologies or, or new things that are going on. So we really focus on the innovative next side and, and then, but we're happy to obviously um, help anyone that has an idea or wants to start their own kind of general health brand. It's, it's incredible. It is incredible. I'm in awe. Honestly, every time you explain it, it I am just in awe. And, and the fact that you are, what did you say about propelling? And, propelling support innovation. And support innovation. I think that should be like the Kylie Paul <laughs> tagline. Like that's your anthem. I feel like propel. it is. I mean, I have my like personal mission statement as like, I'm here to mentor and motivate um, anyone who connects with my story um, and use my experience to and propel them, Kylie. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're you're an inspiration, definitely motivational, inspiring. But there is something that like propels us to move forward. Like I think you, in your beauty, in your excitement, in your success, you. I don't know how else to say it other than role model. Like you seem to be this role model of success, and there's some seems like simple things, describing the vision to the team, having quarterly check-ins, you know, collaborating with the team. That's so simple. And yet you just stick to it, follow your goals, lead, lead the way. And so anyways, I'm always very well, that's impressed. That's what I'm trying to like teach and express and, and, um, 
get out to others, you know what I mean? On a, on a bigger platform, because I do like a lot of people probably think my life is me underneath a pile of 7,000 pieces of paper every day. You know what I mean? And like working 20 hours and all this kind of stuff. Cause I do like, I operate three companies. So natural Cyreg is the oldest company. Um, then I have six full-time staff there. I'm the CEO of an, an ingredient development company. So a research and development company out of the um, university of Guelph. So we have five partners in that company and three active projects right now. And then I do coaching business coaching as well. Right. And I have um, one, one full-time staff helping me in that business and I'm single mom to two little ones. So I'm very intentional with everything that I do and I, I'm planned out, but in a way that also gives me freedom and, and frees up time for, for what I want. So my like little mantra is I want to live a limitless life, which includes going out for a walk whenever I want, going out for drinks with friends. You know what I mean? Having movie night, going to Toronto when I feel like it, going to Vegas and tacking on a couple days. I saw you fun activities. <laughs> Yeah, which I literally I just did. Need, I would... Do you need to take HR with you to Vegas? <laughs> Hopefully one day. One day. It's um, confidential, but, isn't it? What yeah. happens in Vegas? I mean, that's similar to the HR um, slogan. <laughs> what happens in HR? No. But I do. Like, I I build my life the way that I want to be living it. So, so give us some asking- tips, give us some tips. So for the, so I designed this podcast, right? Really for thinking about women like you, Kylie. So a lot of women that I know women entrepreneurs or are in big jobs um, in business, but they have big jobs. They are, sometimes they are single moms. Um, a lot of times they are the financial strength of their family. So they are the power woman and they want to live life like you in what I would say in overflow, whatever that is Vegas for you, it might be something for someone else, but living very successful, high achieving. And what I would say is through the pandemic, from my point of view, it looked like those high achieving women were a bit more discreet, but they were still high achieving. Like they were still on their Peloton bikes. They were still achieving, like they were getting their um, MBAs. Like they were still doing all that while the rest of us were like under the covers, eating bags of chips and all these other women are still high achieving. Just we a had bit no choice. Like there, that's the thing I think about the pandemic is there was no choice. <laughs> we had kids home. We had to do the online school. We had to manage all the things. I still had staff to manage. That's right. I ended up retiring my mom during the pandemic so that she could help me with the kids and the coaching with business. Kylie business and, and help with business too, because it was impossible. And I know a lot of like high achievers did similar things where they brought in their parents to help some of the wives moved in with their parents, you know what I mean? To get that extra level of support, which I mean, I think we kind of did it backwards in North America anyway. I think our parents should be living with us if they're retired and helping out with the kids and everything. Um, but what a beautiful thing. It's true. So yeah, tell me how you live life in, in overflow, live this. So that's, I love this. Um, mantra, I, I, plan, mantra, live, I plan it. This. I plan it in every domain of my life. So I plan out my health, wealth, and love goals for what I want to be doing. I, I set intentions. Like, so I set, have a list of Kylie fun things I want to achieve during a year. So I literally sit down, I make a list of all the things I want to do in a year. 
whether that's travel to a certain destination, whether that's go kayaking, whether that's try out three new local trails in the summer, like mm-hmm. literally anything that I want to do. Cause I had never taken the time previously. And I think this is where a lot of professional women and, and especially moms don't do this. So after I was separated, I had my own time for the first time in my life, <laughs> basically. And I didn't know what to do with myself. So I had done laundry. The house was clean. My work was done. You know what I mean? I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs on a Saturday. Like, what what? do you do? (laughs) So my life coach at the time was like, well, what do you want to do? And no one had ever asked me that question before. So I literally, I sat down and I made a list of things that I wanted to do. How long was this list? Like, give me a number. Like a page, twenty-five or like a, th- a thousand. Yeah, like a page, like twenty okay. or so things yep. on it. Um, and then I put it in the calendar. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, these are the things that are local. These are the things that are I want to travel for, and Bigger. the weekends that I I know my schedule with the kids, right? So the weekends that I didn't have the kids, and these are things like if you're married and you have a supportive partner, sit down with your partner and do it together, and put it in the calendar. Put, be intentional about it, and then execute on it, like. That's the thing. I would not let something else <laughs> um, overpower what I wanted to do. And, and then it also increased my productivity, right? Because I knew I was working towards going to Valens Lake on a Saturday. So I would get everything done on Friday. You know what I mean? So that I could be present and enjoy my, the experience that I wanted to have that day. So I literally wrote a list <laughs> and put it in the calendar. And then I was so much more productive around doing it because I didn't let anything overpower. I think people didn't, don't decide to prioritize themselves. And I think Glennon Doyle talked about this in untamed. She had never decided (laughs) to do what she wanted to do and just made external forces. Like I have to do this for the kids. I have to do this for whoever I have to do this for my parents. No, you have to take care of yourself and decide that you want to do things. Men, typically don't have an issue with this. <laughs> like they want to go golfing. They're going to go golfing. They don't think about, oh, I should probably cut the lawn first or whatever. And the things they're like, I want to go golfing. I'm going golfing. It's the same thing with us. We can do that. I want to go to Yorkdale. I'm going to Yorkdale. Like just like not in a, like make sure everyone around you is set up so that you can do that. Yes. But we also have the power to do that. Like set that boundary. Like this is my list. This is my calendar of when I want to do these things. I tell my parents too, like if they want to come visit or or whatever, my friends, I'm like, well, this day I'm doing this because this is what I had planned on doing. Like I do several weekends where I just take time and do an escape to Toronto for a couple of days. Cause that's, that's what recharges and refuels me. And I get to feel like I stay at the Royal York and I get to feel the luxury. And that's very important for my vision. Yeah, your vibe. And- for yeah, sure. my vibe, basically recharging my vibe and revitalizing my vibe. Um, what else? So, what other recommendations do you have about recharging? I love this. I, don't you think we all need to be recharged? <laughs> recharging. Recharge. Getting feel- outside is a big thing for me. So I committed to 75 hard January of this year. So which includes getting outside for, I, I chose to do a walk. It's supposed to be a workout outside, but for me, walking in a foot of snow is a workout. So true. And some days it was two hours tobogganing outside with the kids. I was going to say dragging the two boys in a sled. That's right. Exactly. Um, so being outside every day, like even if it's for a 15, 20 minute walk, 
increase my gratitude and my like presence and my intuition. I never expected this outcome, by the way. Like I just did it because I want to check a box for the day <laughs> and say I, I walked outside. But being outside and just giving myself that space. And sometimes like a lot of times I was listening to audiobooks. Sometimes I would just walk in silence because silence is important when you're a mom of two young boys. <laughs> um, and just give, allowing yourself Total space. Headspace. Yeah. So a lot of times we just like, I have to do this, have to do this, have to do this, have to do this. And like, don't take the time to like feel our body and say, what, what do I need? Or what do I, what am I feeling like I need to do? And give yourself that grace. Like some days, like I, I don't get all the things done that are on my list. And I just give myself that grace. Like, Oh, my body is tired today. I'm going to rest or take it easy or whatever it is. And it will get done. Like, I know my level of productivity when I, when it needs to click in and it will, it will get done. Just trust yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is we like stop trusting ourselves and, and allow the external forces to take over our intuition, which is the opposite of what we should be doing. And so have you been using your intuition more? Tell me about your intuition. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like getting outside and getting in a quiet space really helps me connect. Um, but I, I read multiple times a day, usually twice a day, first thing in the morning and then um, before bed at night. And that helps me connect depending on what, um, what I'm reading. But even if I'm reading a hard skills business book, my intuition will kick, kick in with some things that I, that I'm connecting or resonating with in the book. And I can allow the ideas to flow and allow um, whatever it is to come through my thoughts to come through um, meditating. I mean, I do, I choose to do, um, activation meditation. So they're a little bit different. I'm not so good at sitting on the floor in silence. <laughs> That's a challenge for me. So having a guided experience, um, allows me to relax and, and I Absolutely. have, um, visualizations and I'm allowed to connect a lot deeper. Um, and I've, I've had, like emotional wellness of subconscious coaches too, right. That helped me get into that space really, really quickly and ask certain questions that I maybe would take a lot longer to get to, to get the answer. Um, so having someone to help facilitate that with you, if you're newer to like getting in tune with your, with your intuition. But I mean, I think women have a very powerful intuition. We have to, <laughs> Um, like we know when our kids sick before they have a fever and like, cause they're acting weird or something. So we just need to trust it. Like a lot of people will just ignore it or shove it to the side and be like, Oh, and like you said, there's this. also like the society pressure. Like what does society sometimes, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think, subscribe to any of that. Like, no, I, I think sometimes women do detached. though, right? Like they think about, Oh, it's, it's appropriate that I make dinner. Um, or whatever the things are. And so then they're not listening to their intuition about even a love, like, what do I want to do? What do I think is fun? Like how basic of a question is that? And yet that's not what everybody. Yeah. And it takes a while to detach from those societal um, constraints and, and labels and all of that. I will say like it does. So right now, I mean, you've known me for years, Kim. And I mean, you know, that I'm fairly detached from that, but it's taken a while and it's a big shift for the relationships in your life too, because a lot of them are probably still attached to the societal labels Mm -hmm. and and constructs. Mm -hmm. So 
if you're not bringing kind of your little group along with you, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to attach um, from it. But even then you can set boundaries and surround yourself with like-minded people is the most important thing to allow yourself to get more in tune with your intuition and detach from the external external forces. I'm very aware, you know what I mean, of the external forces, but I don't let it dictate what I'm going to do. And when you say like I have to make dinner, blah, 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 all these things. Sometimes I have a glass of wine and some brie for dinner and like, I'm good. (laughs) Well, it's so time and time, even at the top of the conversation, you were talking about setting intentions and being intentional, even with your team, being intentional about what we share, how, how we share the vision, how we set the 10 year vision, this great big, but then we also bring it down to the quarterly. I love how you're saying um, intention. And then now you're talking about living this limitless life. Which, oh, I love that. And so um, thinking there too, where you are being intentional, here's my list. This is my list of fun. And then you decide I'm going to put that in my calendar. Cause it's, it's one thing, right. To make, to make the list of fun and to have it sit on your nightstand. And there's another thing to actually put it in your calendar, live it, be it and, and choose. And like you said, boundaries, maybe that, you know, we have to put in place so that, no, I'm going to go and spend my Saturday doing this and I'm not going to let work overwhelm me so that I'm, I'm still working on Saturday and not enjoy my limitless life. No, exactly. And like my platform for the coaching with Kylie, like the business and life coaching that I do is vision planning. So getting clear. And these are the three steps to success that I talk about is knowing what you want, knowing where you are and creating the plan to bridge that gap. So it's your GPS of life. Where are you going? Where are you? How do we get there? So, I mean, number one is super fun, like getting clear and and I say clarity is confidence. So getting clear on what it is you actually want. And I have a series of questions too, that I make sure that it's, it's actually important to you. It's actually one of your internal driving forces. So this forces you to, to listen to your intuition because you want to listen to your body. And when you're making your goals, if you make a goal and then you like sit with yourself and you think about it and your body has like a negative reaction, you know, like, and gets like, I want to go throw up. Yeah. Scrunchy or whatever tense instead of like relaxed. And you, you will smile automatically. If you think of certain goals that are aligned with your intuition. Um, so doing that first and then sitting down and getting clear on what, what do you want? (laughs) What do you see as your ideal life? What person do you want to become? Who is the ideal version of you? What is your ideal lifestyle? Like it's, it's, it's so simple, but people just don't take the time and they get overwhelmed by being like, well, I don't know what it is. Well, start with a small question. Like what, for example, like what is paper or something? You know what I mean? You can start mm-hmm. with something small mm-hmm. that a lot of people have thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then build on that and go from there. It doesn't have to be this like big, scary thing. And I mean, if you, have someone to work with like me, or there's lots of coaches and, and everything out there that can guide you through the process to make it very stepwise, fun, <laughs> and an intentional, like, about and I can it. imagine you're not just a guide. I can imagine you are this propel, this, like this propel where you said, um, propel and support innovation. I can imagine you are like this inspirational, um, keep you moving. Like, yeah, I'll be your guide, but I'm going to be like, cause I think you do naturally role model 
success, you expect it from us. I'm living this great, luxurious, awesome life, the life that you want to live, that that you, it's your overflow. But I can see that just like oozing out of your pores that you're like, what's your, I can imagine you like, yeah, be inspired, write your list and let's propel you forward. Like, let's close that gap. I do that with my team and then I allow them the time to do it. And I tell them that like constant improvement is one of our core values to me. It's as important for them to be working on personal and professional development as it is to be executing their, their operational tasks. So when I I do, like I said, I do individual one-on-one coaching with every single employee every week, every single week, all of them have time one-on-one with me to, I, I typically bring a leadership topic and we go through it. And some of this is like vision planning stuff and thinking about what you want and then connecting what you want, linking what you want to your driving forces. So they know what their driving forces are and they can connect their goals, like of why it's important to them. And when you link your, your goals to your driving forces, there's your motivation. Like there's no external motivation needed. It's internal you have everything that you need to complete that task because you've given it meaning you've given it meaning and fulfillment for you. So that's what I like. And I give them time to do that. So they, they have work hours to, to work on this stuff because it's going to increase productivity for them. And they feel like I like, and I do, I care about their personal goals. I want their work and career to be a part of the big picture and to be able to fulfill what they're wanting to achieve. Good for you. Good for you. It's amazing. It's amazing and beautiful. I love your values. So constant improvement followed right by time management. What a concept. So constant improvement, be intentional. I love this conversation, how you've woven in, like be intentional, make the decision. So link your intentions with your actions. So then your very next value is time management because yeah, we can, set the intention and we can decide, but if we don't put it in our calendar and, and manage our time, well, then let's be honest, we can all be easily distracted, whether it's kids or like you said, all all the things. And then your third value is do the job right. The first time, which is very purposeful for regulatory because it's a detail oriented business, right? So time is money in regulatory, especially if we're dealing with big product launches and things like that. So that's, yeah, that's a crucial thing for specific to that business. But I mean, I try to do it and save myself time in my own life. Too. <laughs> well, and that, to me, that links to, um, that links to being intentional to me, because if you are intentional and you do decide, then do it right. Like do it the way you want to do it. Do like if Vegas is important to you or whatever it is, then, then do it right. The first time don't do it because somebody else is luring you or, um, you know, they have a stereotype or a bias that you're, that you're, uh, you know, kind of following because that's the set path that they, that they believe it's do it right. Do it live. You to me, it's live your best life. It is what Mm -hmm. I read in it for. I get it for your team and for the regulatory, but also I can see as individuals, like, let's just do it. Like, let's live our best. Let, let's live our life that we intend to live right mm-hmm. up front. It's so great, Kylie. It's so great. You're so inspiring. So I have a few questions to end our conversation. So sure. one, one is around, I'm always curious, right? If we were to go back to our 21 year old self, um, or if you had a 21 year old in front of you today, what advice would you have for her? 
think I'd have a couple of things. So one, I know I get asked a lot, like what was my biggest failure in business and what I learned the most from or whatever. And so I'll say two things for the 21 year old self. One is be aware of who you are right now, because I think in high school and university was when I was my most authentic, true self. And then after that time, I lost myself for a period of years. I lost Mm -hmm. myself when I went into corporate, got married, started having Mm -hmm. babies. I I lost that authenticity of, of where I am like right now. So it took me probably at least five years to get back to like right now I'm most authentic and most alike to my high school and university self. So be aware of who you are right now, because that's probably where you're meant to be. Like you're probably feeling really good. You're doing things. You're probably in tune with your intuition of what feels good. Yeah. There's other like peer pressures and things like that. But I think ultimately like, you know, yourself and follow that path. Don't follow the, the a path that other people are trying to guide you on um, because it's, it's not, no. yeah. Cause you know, like you're probably doing a lot of activities right now that are aligned with your authentic self is one thing. The other thing is um, financial responsibility and, and financial education. That was something that wasn't in my um, environment growing up or obviously not available in elementary and high school and university when I went through it it's starting to now which is fantastic but financial responsibility especially at 21 when you if you can go into university or while you're in university and start that journey holy moly you'll be like so far ahead of everyone else thank you what a great hardest lessons that I learned in business whether you're going into business or not it's super important to understand how the financial world works, how you want to plan out your own personal finances and just start doing it. Like you can set up a lot of it automatically. Like 90% of my finances are automatic, you know, where I don't have to think about it. So that's, that can be done and is really important. And the richest man in Babylon, is that what it's called? The richest man in Babylon for that age group, read that book, super easy book, super easy concepts. You can implement immediately. And then you can have money to go, go drinking with your friends out at the club and then also have money for food and then and also have investments. That's right. For your future. Yeah. That's beautiful. No, you're exactly right. I agree. So the, the financial education and I love the, um, be aware, be authentic and really hold on to her. Like don't lose her as you, as you grow and as relationships change and things like that. Yeah. What book would you recommend? Do you have a book or a podcast? Oh my um, gosh, I have so many or... books. I've have okay. a curated list of a hundred books that I recommend, but I'll give you, I'll give you my top two. How about that? Give us a hundred. I've got my pen. Ready? Go. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the link for the download. It's a free oh. download. So oh, right. I'll send you the link for a free download um, for my top 100. So I've read four or 500 books in the last seven years. Um, and these are my top 100 as of right now. Um, but my top two are The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol. Absolutely. Which I don't even know how many times I've read easily over 10, um, between 10 and 15 times. Um, I've, I, it was really, really pivotal for me. I listened to it multiple, multiple times a year, um, Mm -hmm. just to like ingrain the belief in myself. So Mm -hmm. like your subconscious mind, your mind in general is a muscle and you need to work on it regularly and it needs that repetition. So those kind of books that 
will reinforce the belief in yourself and the intention and will help you to be intuitive. Yeah. Are are super, super pivotal. It was super pivotal for me. I loved it. Um, my other one is happy pocket full of money, which I have right here. So I'm reading it currently for the third time this year right now. And I'm almost done again. Um, it's another muscle memory one. So it would be, it's not a book that you can read once and click all the concept. Cause I mean, I'm fairly advanced in my like spiritual and, and business practices. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm reading it for the third time in six or seven months. So I'm still taking notes. Uh, still- I need, yeah, you need, you reabsorb it and you get something different every time you read it. And I just, I feel like it's very, so apropos, like I need this book at certain times and, and the chapter that I'm on, I always need the advice that for in that moment, like it's so crazy. Yeah. So it's a really, really, really powerful book. It combines, um, spirituality and life and and business and purpose and literally everything. And making money. Well, yeah, that's the essence behind it. But I think the bigger picture is, um, yeah, like the spiritual spirituality side of it is, is allowing yourself to be abundant <laughs> and to be that, like be who you're meant to be. That's beautiful. That's awesome. And I know we talked a lot about, um, living life and overflow, but how are you doing? How are you living <laughs> life and overflow these days? I I mean, I am presenting (laughs) your keynote speaker and you're at a big conference. Yeah. I mean, I set a couple intentions out into the world about what I wanted to achieve with the coaching with Kylie business, what I wanted to do. And, and a lot of them are are like, I'm, I'm reaping what I've sowed basically right now, which is fantastic. So I think this is my seventh or eighth guest guest podcast in the last couple months. And I mean, I'm doing a lot of keynotes and speaking engagements and and different big opportunities are coming. And I'm really just excited to have a bigger impact and and share my story, my message, um, what I've learned. Like, you know, I've invested seven years of my life into this practice, at least a hundred thousand dollars, probably more, you know what I mean? And, and really own and exude what I, what I talk about. Like I I'm living it because I'm I'm also working towards my life vision. So everything that I'm doing, I think, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post about, I have a, a, a vision binder of like things I want to experience. And my dream car was in there. And then I just recently got it about a month ago. So that has come to fruition, but the power of, of visualization and, and clarity and in your planning. So um, anyway, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm living my message every day and I'm just having fun. I'm trying to have fun. My new like mantra that I say, especially when the kids are like crazy and a lot in my ear, it's like, <laughs> there, there's only, there's only now there's only now. And then I try to like make my next action with that in mind. There's only now. So if I like then decide that I need to turn to the child <laughs> and give them my full attention. Then that's what I need to do. Or if I need to tell the child, mama needs a minute, I need to do finish this one thing. And then I can give you my full attention or whatever it is. Like, so that reminder. And then I, I'm living a limitless life. Like that's, that's my ultimate goal and what I am working towards and how I feel like I am living. So just keeping that in mind every day. I think it's beautiful, Kylie, you truly are 
I, I don't know another word for it, but I would say just role modeling, like you just ooze and sparkle success. You ooze and sparkle um, this this, I love this word propelling innovation, like thinking about propelling us, moving us forward, raising the bar. And as, as much as you have, like, I'm sure everybody's wondering, do they have a vision book? I've heard of a vision board, but do they have a vision book? So I can imagine everyone will be looking you up now to, to hear more about this vision book. But the fact that you have, um, this passion, this motivation to be so successful and to live your best life, to live this limitless life. And the, even just the fact that you're saying, I want to live in the now that's setting the intention that let's live in the now. And then when I'm at work, I'm at work and I'm living that to the fullest and doing my best and surrounding yourself. You have a great team. So surrounding yourself by the best people in what they do. And then same with in personal health, wealth, and love. I I love it. It's beautiful. So inspiring. Thank you so much for being here. Where can we find you on social media? Um, LinkedIn is my most active plant platform. So Kylie Paul, K-Y-L-E-Y-P-A-U-L. Um, you can find everything on there. Coaching with Kylie um, posts a lot on Facebook. So I'm there, Instagram, Kylie Paul. And then KyliePaul.com is my um, coaching with Kylie website. So awesome. that's so great. And we'll put them all in the show notes, but listen, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your success and your high bar. Thank you for sharing your sparkle. No problem. Thank you. (laughs) You're so great. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.